Hey guys, welcome to the Welding Business Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, with JMW Fabrication. Today, we start a new episode series with Chad from Take Tech. If you haven't heard of Chad, that's all right. Not a lot of people have, but he's built a pretty impressive business from scratch. They primarily do handrails and miscellaneous ironwork, but he's got about 40 guys on his crew. I really enjoy talking with him and learning what it takes to grow a business to that size. If you don't follow him, check him out on Instagram at Take Tech, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Well, hey, man, it's really great to finally like talk to you. I've been following your stuff online for a while. And um, yeah, dude, you're a, I think you're a real inspiration for me. And I think you could awesome. really be an inspiration for a lot of other people. So, you know, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, a coach or anything. I try to help people as much as I can. But uh, I'm more than happy to you know tell you what I did to get through something or um, you know, if I've dealt with it, I'm happy to share an opinion. If I haven't, I'm going to say something. Awesome, man. Tell us how you got started with everything. Boy, boy. Uh, it seems like you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, tell us how you got started. Tell us a little bit about, about what you do with your business and, um, walk us through like that, like what the history of that looks like. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's deep. So, um, I'm driven because I grew up with very little, at least what I anticipated being very little, very low middle-class family, right? Um, uh, and I just knew I wanted different. So, and I, I didn't have any guidance on that. So there wasn't anybody to, you know, really say, hey, here, here's what you should do. Here's what you need to look at. So um, through just some blessings, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at and happy where I'm going. And you know, I met my goals um, a long time ago and I found out just when I meet a goal, it's, we just set up another one and keep going forward. Um, so all I knew was I just wanted my own business. Didn't know what that meant. So, so I'm taking college classes, um, waiting tables, getting through school, taking business classes as generic as those were at a community college. Um, I didn't have any real direction growing up. Like, hey, here's what your interests are. You should lean towards this, right? So in high school, I didn't take auto shop. I didn't take metals. I didn't take wood shop. Uh, I literally, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but like, I was taking ceramics, art, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just these elective classes that, because I just enjoyed art and did, still didn't really know what happened. So I did take some mechanical drawing because engineering was uh, uh, interesting to me and math comes pretty darn easy. So between the math and the art, uh, looking back, um, it was a, uh, it, it was just easy to go into the metal work, but it just didn't interest me at the time. So what happened was, is so I'm going to school, community college, taking business classes. Um, one day, my future mother-in-law comes home with this rusty chicken like cut out of a sheet of rusty plate and it was welded to a piece of quarter inch round material right and she bought it at a craft fair and she's like i just paid 20 bucks for this and she was like loving it you know and i'm looking at that going i remember minimum wage at the time well you know it's like 525 or something ridiculous you know and, um so i saw that and i go you know, i can make that so I had a three-hour hole in my schedule at community college, and uh, 
So I went down there and I asked the weld instructor, I said, hey, if I sign up for a class, can I use the equipment? And he said, sure. He's like, as long as the class isn't using it. So I signed up for a class and I started making yard art while I was in school. And, uh, you know, I would take rusty sheets of metal and take some chalk and um, cut the crap out of stuff. I was able to draw whatever. So it was really easy to, you know, draw these rusty flowers and chickens and cats and whatever people were buying at the time, you know. This was before CNC plasmas were out, you know. Um, so my wife, my future wife, my girlfriend and I at the time, um, who's my wife now, who hit 23 years last month, um, we would do these craft fairs. I kid you not, I would make 300 to $600 cash. And that was a whole lot of money in college. You know? <laughs> And, you know, they weren't every weekend and it didn't really matter, but yeah, we could, I'd make this yard art between my classes and uh, just with the plaz, um, you know, experienced flash burn for the first time, obviously a few times. Um, and yeah, I'd just scribble onto this rusty metal with some chalk and uh, it just cut out random things. And then I would check out other craft fairs and see what other people were selling and uh, I'd, like put my own spin on it. And uh you know, just kind of built that from there. Um, and then in the meantime, I had gone into a local welding shop and asked if I could work for them. I said, I'd work for minimum wage. I said, I just wanted to learn. They said, sure. So I did that. Um, and then the college thing just wasn't working for me. I wasn't getting out of it what I really wanted. Um, I didn't feel like I was getting great direction. So I went to work for my uh, wife's dad. He owned a construction company um, and they did facilities work for restaurants. So I learned a little bit of everything doing that. And that was probably the most valuable thing I ever could have done. Um, I, like, because they, they would literally go into a restaurant and tear it apart and have it back up and running by seven the next morning. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really learned a lot. I did that for three or four years. Um, and then one day, you know, the, the welding stuff just started to grow a, uh, the local steel vendor had a doctor who had come into the, to buy some steel and bought all these components. Um, I'm sure, you know, you and your listeners are familiar with Indital. So they're the, uh, they're that Italian company that imports a whole bunch of nice, uh, wrought iron pieces. It's similar to King, just a little bit higher end. Um, and actually a lot of the parts cross over, they're the same. Um, so this doctor bought all this stuff and had a beautiful shop. I'd never seen anything like it. And he just didn't want to take the time anymore, lost interest in it. And <laughs> there was a thousand bucks on the table for me to build a gate. And, uh, I never built the driveway gate. So <laughs> I'm like, but for a thousand bucks, man, you know, a thousand bucks is a thousand bucks. So we jumped in and figured it out, knocked the gate out, came out awesome. Um, and then from there, I could just, it just kept going. So, um, you know, and in my mind, three employees would have been like the, the ticket, right? Okay. You know, I, uh, and I, it wasn't very long before I was there. Um, and uh, the next big step was 2005. So I, I probably should have put a timeline to all of this. Um, I got married in 99 and started the thing in college would have been about 97, 98. And so um, 
the side hustle really took off in probably 2003, 2004, where I just went out on my own completely. Um, 2005, I ended up doing, um, I think they're all over now, a Street of Dreams project okay. where developers come together and build like five or six like off the chart houses and uh you know people tour them for a couple months and then they're usually sold and then they you know uh i don't know what to do with them and they move on to the next uh, subdivision i guess but we ended up doing two of those five houses and my name really got out there after that i think i had one helper at the time but what i did differently is the main developer hired me we did one did the whole house and I did. I, then I did some smaller components on another house that didn't have very much steel. So I did two, but really there was one main house. And what I did is I asked the contractor, I said, you know, what, what's your budget for your, what's your metal budget? And he told me, I don't remember what it was. Let's just say it's 15 grand. So this is back in 2005. So instead of giving him 15 grand worth of work, I gave him 30 grand because I saw the opportunity there and what it would be able for me to be advertising, but just to get my name out there. And sure enough, it worked. So I didn't make any money on that job. Um, I took all that 15 grand and I put it into materials and everything that it took to, to get those things. I, I made all the iron work on that house and off the charts. And this is back when all the Tuscan stuff was rocking, you know, so hammered this and twisted that. And, you know, it was great because nothing had to be perfect <laughs> you know so that was really the artistic rad, flair you know? to it <laughs> yeah you're like hey i meant it to be that way you know <laughs> um and now everything's really modern and clean lines god that stuff's a bitch <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're an eighth out you see it you know um <laughs> from like 30 feet away so, we can see that <laughs> oh absolutely i'm always like sighting lines you know and yeah and checking corners and um it's it's so funny some days you know i'll walk through the shop and i'll go hey that's out i'll, I'll talk to my fabricators and i just do a walkthrough and they're like really i'm like yeah it's out and then freaking i pull out the squares and the tape measure and it's like a 16th i'm like i'm sorry guys keep going <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, we we just get tuned and just see that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so that's kind of where I started. Um, that's like the, uh, the baseline of what got me going um, and how things kind of, you know, Cliff's Notes version of the progression of the beginning. Um, fast forward to today. Um, I don't know exactly. I, I've got 40, 42 employees. Um, not, not I, I couldn't tell you dead on. It changes almost weekly just <laughs> with having that many guys. Um, but, uh, it's, it's right in there. Um, so yeah, I can talk on this for hours, but I, I think I'm going to bore everybody if I keep going on that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's how I started yard art. So, um, it's funny. That's I, what got me into wanting to weld. I was like, boy, I was seventh grade or something. And there was like a, there's a local place by us called Pedor's village. And there was, uh, it was, it, it was yard art. It was like people taking like rakes and shovels and making them into animals. And like, I thought it was like the coolest freaking thing. And, uh, yeah. so I saw that and I'm like, I want to weld. And they, I, I was too young to go into tech school at the time. But, um, as, as soon as I, as soon as I was old enough, I went in for welding and, um, it just, 
So yard yard art got me into it too. <laughs> <laughs> right on. No, that's really cool. <laughs> and that's it. So, you know, I, I liked art. Like I said, I was doing ceramics and art classes. And so when I saw that and I was like 20 bucks and I'm looking at it going, that's going to take 10 minutes, you know, make a hundred bucks an hour back then. I was just yep. freaking, it's still even today. That's a ton of money. Uh, I mean, it's not realistic. You can make it, then you got to store it, transport it and then mm. sell it. Right. But, um, no, I just saw that as like, Hey, let's, let's, let's do this, you know? And it just kind of grew from there that as all of our businesses do. Yeah. Right. Um, I, the, the businesses that I see fail are these guys who go, Oh, I want to own a weld shop. And they go out and they, they pull a line of it credit. You know, they grab 50 grand and buy new welders and a forklift and uh, build a fab table. And you know, all of a sudden their 50 grand is gone. Mm. Um, it's so much better to start small and add to it and build on it. Um, it, you just learn a lot more lessons that way. You know, um, I'm, I'm always scared for those guys who go out and just try to hit a home run right off the get go with, without playing T-ball. Yep. You know? Um, but you know, I, I can't, I can't say that my right way was the right way. Um, I just know it worked for me. Um, and it's just, uh, man, it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been hard, very hard, but look, if I look back at stuff and, you know, talking to you brings back these memories, uh, man, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't, wouldn't change it a bit. Um, and the people that I've been able to bless and the lessons I've been able to learn. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's a, it's a, it's a cool gig. And I don't mean that just for welding at all. It's just any business. If you love what you're doing, it's not work. So I yeah. tell my guys, anytime I go to hire somebody, I walk them through the shop and I go, look, this needs to be an interview for you as much as it is for me. Cause I want you to have to want to be able to roll out of bed in the morning and be excited to come to work. Not that you have to come to work to pay rent, right? This mm -hmm. has to be a place that you want to be where you feel like I can provide whatever you're looking for, whether that's to learn more, to better your life, to make more, uh, you know, just, um, it's always hard to get somebody motivated who doesn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I just try to make sure that, you know, when I bring somebody on that it's something that they truly want to do. Um, just cause yeah, I mean, I like, I, you know, that, that job with my father-in-law, it was super stressful. Um, he paid me really well. He was really fair. Um, but it was just, the stress was just too much and it was just, uh, it wasn't worth it. Money isn't everything. And, uh, I've learned that with my guys too. It's, uh, you know, sometimes people leave, you know, you think, oh, maybe I should have paid them a little bit more. And it's not always about that. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we all have to be stoked at what we're doing and it makes it so much easier if you show up and you're liking what you're doing every day. Um, so I just try to encourage people, you know, they're like, well, where are you going to put me? I'm like, you know, I don't know if I hire somebody, I don't know where they're going to land. I don't know if they're going to land in fab. I don't know if they're going to land in the cut department and the paint department with the install crews. Um, I just tell them, Hey, let's just get started and we'll see what you like. I got a guy right now begging me to paint and uh, I think I'm going to throw him in there and let him try it. Sure. Um, you know, if he's excited about it, like, shoot, let's go. It's not actually where I really anticipated him going, but um, I don't want it to be up to me. If he's excited to do it, yeah, um, we'll throw him in there. You if know, you get there, if you get people, thing. yeah, I, I find that if you get somebody with the right attitude, you can put them wherever they're good. You don't have to necessar 100%. necessarily hire them for a job. Now, granted, you have to hit, you know, your criteria of what you need. But um, 
yeah, if, if they don't like, so it's funny, uh, we hired uh, this girl, Jamie, and she, we hired her to do book work in the office and be like my assistant. And um, she wasn't great at it and she didn't like it. So I'm like, hey, I value your, your loyalty. I value your, you just get things done. Like, like, like I just really like people who just get things done. And that's one of the, one of the reasons why we hired her. And I'm like, you know, you're not good at this. Um, you don't like it. Let's have you do something that you do like. And now she's like our go-to for running the plasma table, cutting things, organizing material, you know, coping, deburring, things like that. And she's doing really good with it. You know, she doesn't weld. Um, she can tack and she can kind of, you know, put something down. But if it's anything critical, she's not going to be welding it. And that's really kind of where she's at. She's very organized with the material. She's pretty detail oriented with it. And um, yeah, it's great to have, you know, I'll hire somebody who has the right attitude and then train them for what we need, you know? 100%. I hired a guy. And it didn't work out. And I still to this day, I usually try to figure out when something doesn't work out, why it didn't work out. I don't, I don't know with this guy, why it didn't work out, but I hired him. He had spent his previous job at a lumber mill for 12 years. Didn't know squat about metal. And I was like, you're in, I don't care if you're that loyal. I'm going to figure <laughs> out a way to, I'm going to find something that you like doing. Uh, turns out his attitude just wasn't that great um so it was one of those partings where you're just kind of glad but uh same thing the, the loyalty and the longevity um you know i if, if you have like employees listening to this like i spend through uh, resumes daily no joke daily and i i can get into that later but uh if i see that somebody has a new job every three months every six months i mean automatic turn off right like yeah. I don't want to have you here for three months. I mean, you're, you're, you know, your resume is telling me you bounce every three months and that's a pattern and I'm not interested. I don't care if you're a rock star. I want somebody here for a long term. My leads have been with me 15 plus years mm. and they're all heads of their departments. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I want, I want my guys to, to be able to build and, uh, build their careers and whatever they want to go into and I mean, I'm excited when somebody's able to buy a house or they pull up in a new truck or they take a vacation. No joke. Right. They, they're like, Hey, I want a week off. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Now that makes me feel good. Um, so if I can help them get there to do that, I mean, that, that honestly makes me feel so good. Um, it, it's just, it's just crazy how some people, you know, they, they look at their employees as tools and I don't, I mean, I, we, we have a thing and I tell them I, I get a paycheck just like everybody else. Right. Um, I had a guy, one of my painters last week tell me, oh, I'm just trying to get this done so we can make you some money. I was like, Whoa, this isn't <laughs> about me making money. I mean, yeah, that's a byproduct, but, uh, we're, we're a team and you're just doing your part. So the team complete the goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I try to squash that right away because I'm going to make money with or without them. Yep. That's just the way it is. So, they have to understand they're doing this for them and for the team, not, not for me. Um, it, it's funny. And- I had something similar with that. So as part of my um, dream building, I let everybody know, like I, like I dream with them and I let them know my dreams. One of my dreams, I want to own a helicopter. 
I want to own a helicopter and I want Ooh. to be able to fly it whenever I want. Okay. So I've made this known. We've, I've talked with people about it and, you know, it's kind of funny cause it's one of those jokes, you know? Um, but the one day we had a team meeting and Melissa, like Melissa, my wife, she said, what is the goal here? And somebody said, um, to make enough money for Kevin to get a helicopter. And I was like, <laughs> dang, like that, that guy's completely all in. backfired. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I saw that as like, oh crap, that is a, um, like they're not bought into the vision. You know what I mean? 100%. Like if they see it as to make, to make me rich, that's not, that's not what I want. Like, I want you to be here because you are going to further ahead. You enjoy what we do. You move the business ahead and you are part of the business. We are a team. And um, yep. I, you know, that kind of like, that was like a gut punch of like, oh man, like I thought I was building camaraderie where, you know, this person didn't quite have exactly what um, they, they weren't bought into the vision. And that's when we realized that we have to, work on the vision a little bit more because it wasn't yep. clear to everybody, you know? Yeah. And that it's hard. So we have, obviously have our safety meetings and I, I think by law, we're supposed to have them every two weeks or something. We do ours at minimum every Monday and then throughout the week as needed. But every Monday I bring the entire team together. Um, the installers are in town. Um, everybody's just there every Monday morning. And so that's when we do those meetings and it, it, I try to I try to discuss in those meetings, um, you know, what our vision is, what our next goal is. Um, I try to put them on the same page as me and what I'm looking to do. And it, it's I've went, since I started doing that, it's helped with what you're talking about. It brings everybody on the same page. Um, it's harder for the new people to wrap their heads around that because they're not used to. Well, from what I hear, they're not used to companies setting themselves up like that. Um, because I do. It, it makes me feel so good to watch them succeed. And so that's when, you know, we talk about what we're going to do to get better, what we went over last week, what policies are we putting in place to avoid the hiccups we had the week before. Um, and then it, it really does create like a whole team environment. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty rad. And that's like the number one way to, to achieve success in any business. You just got to have everybody like with the common goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're finding the same thing. You know, it's just like, you, 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 and, and as owners, you know, we figure out like, crud, I didn't, I didn't relay that message properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like your experience. I'm like, that person didn't grasp. They didn't pick up what I was putting down. Yeah. Everybody else did, but this guy just, this guy took it a different way. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, that's the biggest struggle is just making sure we're communicating. So everybody gets on the same page. Um, but man, I don't know. I kind of like that. I kind of like the challenge of what are we going to do to uh, to help everybody grow? You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's that's the journey to the journey to get to there to your helicopter is is going to be better than getting the actual helicopter. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm real while you're in it. Sometimes, yeah, I, I'm realizing that even with even with tools that we're getting now. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, so I, I, I saw that you guys have a spider crane too. And, um, we do one of my, one of my goals for like years has been, um, to get a spider crane. And it's funny. Cause now that we have it, I'm like, 
all right, cool. What's next? And I'm like looking past the vision of like, not, a, and I'm not appreciating like, yo, you get, you've like, you've wanted this for a, like, er, like early this summer. It's, you know, it's uh, a little side story. 2014 or 15, I had, I, I have this old phone and um, I pulled it up to show my wife because it was my, my, my background picture because I was dreaming and goal and, you know, setting, setting goals. I, it was a picture of like a Dodge Ram dually with like the big wheels on it. And it had like a gooseneck trailer with like two skid steers on it. And I'm like, I took, I screenshot at that. And that was the background of my, that was the background of my, my phone. And so I was like, you know what? Well, you, you know, know you wait, you know what that is? That, what? That's, I do the same thing. I don't put it on my phone, but that's your carrot. Yeah. And right? I call that your carrot. Like, like in the old cartoons, right? The guy's riding the horse and he's got the stick with the carrot hanging in front of him. You know, that's uh, that's your carrot. That's smart. We all need that. Well, it's funny because I got that this year. I have the, yeah, the, the right I, I, I got it. And then I bought this trailer from a guy. It's a 40 foot deck over. And I realized I was like, wait a minute. I have that picture from back in the day. And I went back and I, I charged that phone up and I got it. And I showed my wife, I was like, look, like this is my, this was my goal like seven years ago. And now here I am and I've got it. Like that is really, right. really cool. Do you know, that's, I'm so happy for you. That, that is, that's awesome. And that's what I mean. I love to see people friggin', you know, set a goal and go for it. And you know, you might have this giant lofty goal and it might seem so far off, but you have to get, take care of the small stuff first. Yeah. Right. So you took that seven years, you know, I bet you could have went and signed on the dotted line in 2015 and had that truck. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it wasn't the responsible thing at the time. You probably weren't set up to where, you know, that would have been an easy payment or, you know, you had other things, maybe your wife needed a car first or, you know, <laughs> you got to take care of the kids. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, yeah, well, you hit the you hit the re check the rest of the boxes, and now you're able to do that in a comfortable you know means, dude. That that's awesome. I I love that. <laughs> and a lot of people just don't get that that's what it takes. You have this goal. Well, seven years from now, you hit it right, and people are like, oh, you know, you just went and did it. And you're like, actually, no, I've been trying to do this for seven years. It's freaking awesome. Love must, it. Must be nice. <laughs> oh shit. I hate that because, you know, and that, that's, what's crazy. Um, people just don't realize what it takes. Yep. The, the must be nice crowd. They're a bunch of assholes and they will never grow because they just look at the now and not the work that it takes to get there. Yeah. Uh, and it's fine. We need all those haters too, because, uh, you know, the, there, there, there's freaking millions of them. Right. But they, uh, they're the ones that are just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep driving. I'm going to keep pushing. Um, you can sit back and watch or, you know, I'll be happy to help you get there and, and, you know, tell you what I had to do, but people just don't want to put in the work and, and every, everything hurts. It makes you uncomfortable, but anybody can do anything. Well, I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode. Check back in two weeks for episode two with Chats and Tic Tac. If you haven't, check us out on Instagram at Welding Business Journal Podcast. Check him out at Tic Tac. And for all you guys going out to FabTech, let me know. I want to meet you guys out there. All right. Hope you guys enjoy this. Get out there and have at it. <laughs>